Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Patrons on all tiers are granted access to my podcast two weeks before they go live on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Check it out in the links in the descriptions. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 3, Founder's Day Gala, Chapter 14, Blood and Consequences. <clears throat> Ryan's back spasmed as he struck the ground at the end of his teleport. Sleek's anguished cry still echoed in his head. He wondered if he should have left her alone with Locke, who was about as empathetic as a stone. No, I'll be right back, he thought. I just need to check on Waterfall and... All thought left him as he took in the world around him. He stood numbly as his gaze panned over the scene, trying to comprehend what he saw. The street beyond the broken wall of Hopper Station was covered in flames and debris. A woman lay moaning on the ground, barely ten feet from him. A basketball-sized piece of mortar lay across her now-mangled leg. Stupidly, he noticed that the foot of her injured leg still had on the six-inch high heel shoe. Her other foot was missing her shoe completely. Before it was covered in dust and debris, he noticed that her shoes would have complemented her now-torn and bloody evening gown. As he stared into her slackened face, Ryan realized he had seen her before. She was one of the laughing women who had danced with Harry not half an hour earlier. He thought, she won't be doing much dancing anytime soon. Ryan tore his eyes away from her, but everywhere he looked, he saw only more carnage. The formerly dancing woman was not the only injured person he saw. At a glance, he saw dozens of injured and walking wounded people crying, moaning, and bleeding, and worse. He stared at a man who knelt on the ground sobbing as he held a woman's head in his lap as she drifted in and out of consciousness. A bleeding elderly couple clutched each other as he touched foreheads. A man frantically raced by with a cell phone pressed to his ear. Mary, where are you? Pick up your phone. I'm over here by... Ryan lost what else he said as the man sped away and a curtain of chaos enshrouded his voice. Ryan watched him go and whispered, Sleek, what have you done? Then his eyes fell on someone he recognized. Sitting on a curb, holding a bloody rag to her head, was the news anchor, Monica Beach. Ryan rushed over to her. Miss Beach! Miss Beach! Monica, are you okay? Monica lowered the rag from her face and looked up at him, blinking. For some reason, Monica was soaked from head to foot with water. Her previously well-coiffed updo had fallen out of his intricate bun across her face in wet, tangled ropes. Her evening gown, which she had been so proud to show off earlier that night, was torn and bloody as it clung to her like a second skin. Sp- Spearhook? Ryan nodded. Yeah, it's me. Are- He swallowed. Are- You okay? Monica reached up and touched his face, leaving three streaks of blood across his cheeks. Ryan internally grimaced as he gently took her hand into his 
and looked her up and down. She looked dazed and banged up. He had no medical training, but the avid martial artist in him recognized the glass-eyed stare of a concussion. He tore his gaze away from hers and looked around frantically. She blinked and followed his stare at the chaotic world around them. There were so many people crying, moaning, and screaming. The smoke and debris were everywhere. Monica stammered, What? What happened? Spearhawk's face threatened to crumple, but he looked away, schooling his expression. There was a... a situation. That was when his eyes locked onto another familiar form in the distance. He straightened up and whispered, No. What? What is it? Monica asked. Ryan released Monica's hand and said urgently, Don't worry, I'll be right back. I'm going to get you the help you need. Ryan stood up abruptly and rushed over to another woman lying on the curb. Ignoring the fire that was shooting up his back, he dropped to his knees beside the woman. He cried out, Waterfall! Ryan reached for her, but his hands froze. What could he do? She was still breathing, but that was little comfort. The side of her face was severely burned. Blood leaked out of her nose and remaining ear, and one of her arms was mangled. Ryan looked around to see if there was something, anything he could do for her, but drew a blank. He couldn't teleport her. His spear would only work for him. So what then? Leap from rooftop to rooftop the 50 block journey to the hospital? No, that was too dangerous in itself. Waterfall, despite public appearances, was his friend. He knew her as Nima Yen. She was the loving wife of Takashi, alias clan, and the mother of three rambunctious kids. Ryan, Takashi, and Nima have visited each other's homes numerous times. Her children loved to play with his little sister April. Tears burned in his eyes as he tentatively whispered, Oh, Waterfall, I'm so very sorry. Waterfall's eyes opened. She squinted up at him and croaked, Spearhawk? Ryan took her hand in his. I'm here, Nee. He grunted as a flash of psychic pain prevented him from saying her real name. I'm... I'm here, he finished. She looked around weakly and grimaced as a slight movement caused her pain. Clan? Where? Where? Guilt lightning through Ryan's core as the memory of his encounter only moments ago flashed through his mind's eye. He could still feel the phantom sensation of the impact of his kick crunching into Clan's armor. He shook his head. I... I don't know. Her face crumpled. Sc- scared? My... My... Ch- ch- she grimaced as her psychic contract flared in her skull. Ryan understood why. She was going to mention their children from her secret identity. Don't worry, n- Waterfall. They're going to be okay because you're going to be okay. I'm going to make sure you get back to them. Her terrified eyes locked on in his. How? Inspiration struck Ryan. Sprinter! He exclaimed. He was stirring when I dashed out here. He should be awake any moment if he isn't already. He patted her shoulder gently, then stood up. I'll fetch him. He'll get you to the hospital in moments. Don't worry, Waterfall. I'll be right back. He stood abruptly. That will not be necessary. Ryan froze. He recognized the voice that echoed through his head instead of speaking out loud. 
On the ground, Waterfall gasped. She had heard it too. An unearthly stillness settled in the air. Ryan slowly turned towards the direction he felt the eyes bore into the back of his head. Standing less than a few paces away, adorned in his usual immaculate suit, was the familiar figure of the businessman. As usual, his face was obscured behind a psychic blur. Ryan tried to look at him defiantly, but he found his eyes shifting off his face. On the ground, Waterfall began to hyperventilate. No, 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 no. The businessman ignored her cries as he regarded their surroundings with open disdain. You and your companions have caused quite the disaster. Ryan looked around and saw that everyone on the street had frozen in place. He stared at the sobbing man holding his wife's head, whose upturned face was halted mid-scream. Several people were frozen midway in the act of running towards the scene. A police officer who arrived on the scene had stopped as he was about to exit his cruiser. On the curb, Monica Beach stared blankly in their direction as blood poured down her cheek, pulling on the street below. The only sound that punctuated the scenes was Waterfall's terrified cries. The businessman scoffed. Of course, Sleek is not known for her subtility. He shook his head. This isn't the first mess of hers that we've had to clean up. Not by a long shot. Ryan took a step back. The businessman shrugged as he dismissed the scene around him. Still, at least we could salvage something valuable from this mess. He stared down at Waterfall meaningfully. Waterfall gasped and her good hand shot out and grabbed Ryan's ankle. He looked down into her face, startled. She hissed. Don't let them take me. Ryan's heart broke as he saw the terror etched on her face. Don't worry. He took a defensive step in front of her, holding his spear at the ready. I won't. The businessman watched their interaction with a tilted head. He replied sarcastically. That's adorable. <laughs> Pop! Ryan spun around as a rotund figure appeared out of thin air in a burst of light, squatting next to the waterfall. His face was also blurred as he regarded Ryan. Waterfall shrieked. No! She looked up at Ryan wild eyed. Don't let them! The newcomer reached down, grabbed her shoulder, and then the air flashed with a resounding pop! Ryan blinked as he stared at the empty ground below him. They were gone. The only traces that remained of Waterfall were the smears of her blood that pulled on the sidewalk. Ryan whispered, No. He shook his head and snarled, No! What did you do? Ryan whirled around, ready to put a spear through the businessman's stupid, blurred face. Put that spear down! Ryan grunted as the word slammed into his mind like a telepathic sledgehammer. He inexplicably found his hand lowering his weapon against his will. Ryan growled. Where did you take her? That is not your concern. But enough questions, the businessman snapped. Ryan's mouth ground shut of its own accord. The businessman regarded his watch. Now, I have a timetable to upkeep. You should be somewhere else. Your presence here is bad for publicity. Ryan's mouth unlocked. I'm not going. The world suddenly changed around him. Anywhere. He finished weakly. Ryan looked around and found that he was now standing alone in the middle of the alleyway 
behind Hopper Station. Darkness has settled deeper into the night sky. He shook his head wondering just how much time had passed. Oh, God, he moaned. A blade pressed itself to his throat. You should finish your prayer to your deity, because you are about to greet them. Clan was standing directly behind him. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. Join us next week for the mid-season finale of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson Heels. Ryan comes out of his trance to find himself in an empty, dark alley. Except he is not alone, as the vengeful clan makes his deadly intentions clear. Since clan lost his opportunity to exact revenge on Sleek, the violent swordsman sets his bloody sights on Ryan. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 15, The Path of the Blade. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.